0: He's like the he's like, you know, if you see like he's like Freeway Cola and Messi's Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> is, it's similar enough. That is brilliant. That is that is the same, but <laughs> but they're not
1: like um,
2: Hi and welcome to the Action Replay Extra Time Podcast My name is Alex Dunn, taking over hosting duties this week and I'm joined by Gavin Quinn, Luke Redmond and Ian Brennan to discuss the past week in sport and I suppose if we get into the main news today lads it is a day of grievance for Ireland football fans as the unfulfilled potential of Wesley Hullahan on the international (laughs) stage is finally uh, confirmed as just that Um, retiring at the age of almost 36, not quite um, Along, maybe not as long as it should have been, or distinguished international career in the in the green jersey.
0: Well, he got forty three caps. Let's not forget, but that could have easily been a hundred. You think of somebody 100. who's
2: been in the team since, um, you know, contemporaries on, in terms of his age are not contemporaries in terms of who, when he came into the side. You know, the likes of James McCarthy and Seamus Coleman. He would have been of that generation of Ireland players, even though he has a significant age difference. Yeah. Um, he's significantly older, is what I mean. You know, he's a contemporary in age of John O'Shea. Like
1: that's yeah, the thing. It does feel like he's been around for less time than he has, it, or it, it it because he's thirty. You know, he's thirty six. It doesn't feel like he's thirty six because he's been playing on this Ireland team from an old age. Let's be honest. He was out mm. in the cold with Trapattoni for reasons we don't understand. Still mm. to this day. Um.
3: A late bloomer, so and, uh, and, uh, But he, when, when
1: he was in his prime, nearly I suppose, when he was about, I suppose, the age of twenty eight, twenty nine, <laughs> um, prime, uh, he he wasn't getting picked by Trapattoni, and that was a real shame because, you know, international careers can sometimes make players, um, and you know he still did a number for us under Martin O'Neill on multiple occasions, and under Trapattoni towards the end mm. of his tenure. But yeah, I think it's uh, a career that. Might have been as opposed to one that was internationally.
2: Would you I mean, agree with that, Ian? Is is Hoolahan definitely a story of what might have been? Oh
3: yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, that sort of like just natural talent on the football is something that we haven't seen rarely in an Irish player. And I think if he had not been given a chance in his early twenties in the in the national team, he could have been. He could have been. You know, alongside the likes of Robbie Keane or whatever. Mm. You had Hulahand feeding Robbie Keane every game. You know. Think think of the goals
0: that would have been scored. So hmm.
3: yeah, it's definitely a case of what might have been. Uh, I suppose we will just be glad to have him in the first place.
0: Yeah, let's let's not like dwell on how like his misuse. Let's just let's just remember his great moments. You know, mm-hmm. his goal against Sweden, of course, is. the one I was going to bring up stick, immediately. So was the cross to Robbie Brady. The cross to Robbie Brady. Well, Brady yeah, but I, I give full I give full credit to uh, Glenn Whelan for that uh, Not Glenn Whelan. Sorry. I just think of sure? He's He's Glenn <laughs> Whelan for something it was, uh, was Aidan McGeady
2: just as interesting in terms of the debate as Glenn <laughs> Whelan would be um, and we might actually speaking of McGeady we, we might come on to a further point later on in the discussion so remind me of that in about 10 minutes but um, yeah um, in terms of how do you think that people will see Hula Hans contribution within context if we're looking back on it in 20 years because obviously Ireland have qualified for um, tier yeah. the, the past two Euros done about as well as we could have hoped considering there was absolutely no hope going into 2012 and such was the case um,
0: well we had we had more hope going into 2012 than we did in 2016 I think
1: I disagree because I there's disagree. three three can get out of the group in 2016 so yeah. we were always thinking we could get out of the group whereas yeah. we were looking at a group in 2012 and thinking we are bleep you know, mm. you know we were in trouble from the start but I do I get where Gavin's coming from he's saying there was almost more optimism. Be- there was a lot more optimism.
0: The bandwagon was there with Trap Tony. Trap Tony hadn't been found out by then.
1: Yep. Keith no, Andrews and
0: Glenn Whelan hadn't been found out by then. Paul Green was on the plane. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> Unattached. Um. Yeah. So, <laughs> in terms of like, the con the context of where's among like I suppose the pantheon for lack of better phrasing of uh, great Irish players is he among them? Is he up there with the McGraths? and the Brady's and the Keynes or
3: is he yeah. the level I think, below them? make like or a category
1: really in between you know yeah,
3: <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think it's he's not up there with the all time greats but he certainly could have been okay. um, I think because of like the length of his tenure or whatever I think he'll be he'll be known as one of the better players definitely and he had a yeah. positive impact but he won't be recognised as one of the greatest of all time
1: hmm. I mean under the Martin O'Neill era he will be remembered as arguably our most crucial player hmm. or one of the most crucial players and I mean we've had some crucial players, you know, when somebody gets injured in the Ireland team and they're a starter, you know, you know we tend to be in trouble. Yeah. So, to say that you're a big first-team player for under Martin O'Neill's Ireland, I think, you know, that's still something to be m- remembered by. It's better than nothing.
0: Mm. I think he might just go down as probably the best, if not one of the best, uh, players of this decade, so the 2010s. With mm. the maybe, yeah, I suppose, James Coleman could rival him. Rival yeah, him, but, yeah, um, yeah. Perhaps, if you're going to be generous, maybe... Johnny walters or someone like that but um yeah like ag- again as ian said like he would like he, i think he has the ability to be probably up there one of the best it was just his misuse mm. over the years that's hindered his legacy if you um, want to put it that
2: way one thing you bring up there about walters is he was another man who came to <clears throat>
0: uh,
2: the ireland setup not as late in his career as hula did but certainly not at the the flowering birth of yeah. his career at blackburn rovers anyway so is that one thing that we really need to recognise now going forward Martin O'Neill has spoken about wanting to have a transitional period using the upcoming friendlies in March and then the initial qualifiers and friendlies in November to kind of blood in a little bit of new blood in a little bit new blood that's a bad sentence um, to bring in some new blood into this yeah. team um, do you think it's something that and as a country we should be more willing to give a shot because it's something that we don't usually tend to do we tend to go to maybe during international tournaments with really old squads we don't tend yeah. to pick players till mm-hmm. they're like ripe in their mid 20s is that something that we really should be looking towards
1: i think there could be an element of bad luck in that you know in between big tournaments is when these players are transitioning from youth into their prime mm. like players like mm-hmm. um john walters didn't start getting picked really till he was like 27 26 27 yeah um players like Wes obviously going get picked till he was more like thirty. Yeah. You know, it it's 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 I think it's been a lot of bad luck that the Irish team we've waited until we know that they're Premier League standard. But by the time most of them have gotten to the Premier League mm. they're already in their late twenties and we're only going to get two or three years good use out of them. Mm. Um unfortunately I don't think enough good young Irish players get a chance at the highest level and that's a disadvantage between maybe like England who can say, Oh there's this good young player who we've brought up to our academy, we can chance him that doesn't happen with young League of Ireland players, mm. and it takes t- them time to get into a Premier League team. So obviously, we're gonna err on the safe side. Mm.
0: I think it can kind of come down to a bit of a small nation mentality as well that we don't realize that we have such good players. In terms of like we like we still do, we still do not have like one of the best squads, international squads anyway. Even at our best, maybe three or four years ago when we were when we were playing well. In terms of like we. Some people see that, like, like Sir John Delaney wants wants to qualify for tournaments all the time. So that's why we're we're bringing these old squads. We're using all the, like the likes of experienced players, John Walters, in qualifying campaigns, and we're not taking the risk on young players mm. because we don't feel we're able to. Mm. If you know what I mean, we're like we're too reluctant to just bite the bullet and rebuild. Mm. If you know what I mean,
2: because that's something you see. I mean, with other international teams, um, and actually England would be very similar to us in this context. Um, that there's a clear development plan from this age to this age and by the time you hit uh, the top age group which for most countries would be 21 and you are ready to step up into the international side you've played the same style of football all the way through you've been coached the same way all the way through and it doesn't matter necessarily if you're getting the time at a club level or not where you're playing with different people you're going to go into the international setup in a similar way that a player would progress through an academy of a club so do we kind of look at club form a little bit too seriously and should we be looking say at like our twenty-one, seeing who's playing mm. particularly well there and then saying okay there is a graduation path here you don't have to be say we'll take a player like ryan manning for example he doesn't have to be starting at qpr every week to get into the ireland team if he's been coached mm. the same way all the way up should he be taken from the ireland academy if you will put straight in the first team even if he's not playing every week
1: well we know it works both ways because Ryan Giggs is a perfect example of somebody who was never really a big player at international level but was always a big club player I mean you know you're saying uh, you can have a player who can just be kind of an international player yeah is something we don't see and yet all the time we see people who are club only players you know Mm. like Ryan Giggs who really you know didn't do a whole lot with Wales despite Mm. being a gifted footballer,
2: very
0: much one of the most gifted yeah, of generation. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Could uh, you say? Could you uh, say that Wes Hoolahan was really actually a more of an international player?
1: I think, I, like he'll I think be we
0: actually kind of, I, I'm not to be too harsh on Wes, but we, I think we do put him on too much of a pedestal sometimes. Mm. When you do put it into perspective of how he gets on in England, if he was really that good, he'd be playing with one of your top English clubs. I
2: think, I think. we do kind of, like you say, put him up on a pedestal a little bit too much, but we do have to remember that it we know when Norwich first came up to the Premier League under under Paul Lambert um, Wells was very much a player who was starting in that team week in week out and it was only really then that I know he'd made his debut before that but it was only really then that he really began to establish himself in the green jersey now in more recent years where he hasn't been playing every week at Norwich yeah. where he was out of favour when they got relegated under Alex Neil and now very much out of favour under Daniel Farke he barely starts I, I would say that that is fair now yeah. that we're, we're certainly more reliant on him Say in November than Norwich would have been in November, for example. Of course, yeah. You know when he came on against Chelsea in in I think it was that was the FA Cup, and uh, you know I remember obviously he had that ribbon across which was amazing, but like he only came on in that game towards the very very end.
0: Yeah.
2: And um, you know he's not a player that's crucial to their kind of style, and in a way he's not a player that's crucial to Ireland style. He's very much a player who comes on to change our style.
3: But he um, contradicts
0: our whole plan really. Yeah, does. <laughs> yeah I think. Yeah, I
2: think
3: mean, well like there's there's examples for and against that so like you've got obviously international players who obviously perform at a big international stage might not get a lot of time at their club level for example last year Darren Randolph was yeah. one mm. of the perfect examples of that mm. and continuing with the with the West Ham team the complete opposite of that now is Declan Rice yeah. who yeah. is getting a lot of game time for West Ham is doing well and yet yeah where Martin O'Neill was refusing to pick him in the squads. I think that might change now come our next
0: game. I think it will. In I think Ma- I
3: think Martin O'Neill was yeah. very much in the mindset that right he he doesn't take it as like a match day by match day process. He takes it by campaign by campaign, which I think is way too long-winded because yeah if because it was almost like he was refusing to pick Rice because he di- he wasn't there at the start of the campaign. Yeah. And in some ways you can kind of understand because you know the, the team has played all the way through the campaign, you know they know mm-hmm. each other and how they play. Mm-hmm. New guy comes in can disrupt the team a bit, but at the same time, you know, if, you, if you've got a player playing that well, you have to pick him, and especially when he's young as well, he, he'll get experience like crazy.
2: I think that point, if that was the original plan for O'Neill, I think that point is only relevant if you're going to a tournament. So the squad that you finish your campaign with, be it either in the groups or in the playoffs, should be the squad that you then bring forward to the tournament. Or maybe like one new addition who might like take T.O. Walcott in England 2006, for example. Yeah. Um, But the qualifiers, you can have a bit of a play around with the squad. Because, you know... I mean, okay, this might be a bit contradiction because he didn't play very well against Georgia, but um, you know, you're playing some smaller nations that you can be a little bit more experimental with your team. You know, we saw against Moldova, for example, Shawne McGuire come on to make his Ireland debut and I know Scott Hogan didn't play in that game, but he was in that squad as well. Mm. So that, those kind of games are ones that Declan Rice can play. And then obviously in, in the friendlies coming up, he's one that I think would be in with a reasonable mm. chance. Which actually brings me on to a point if you were to take say three young Irish players or well maybe not necessarily young but players who haven't really been given a shot as consistent starters in the first team and dropped them into our starting 11 for our March friendlies um, one I guess would Rice be among them and um, two yeah. who
0: else would be I suppose Callum O'Dowder recently has been one of them has just been dropped into the team and mm. straight into a Denmark away game as well. Yeah. yeah he's uh, the
1: exception to the rule. He wasn't there from the start of the campaign really. Yeah. Yeah. He
0: was I suppo- No, he actually kind you know, of was. he was he was on the peripheral he though. Yeah, yeah, His yeah. debut in uh, Turners Cross. He did yeah against Belarus. Uh, Belarus. Belarus
2: which we yeah. lost. He did yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no he's been there since before he joined uh, Bristol Bristol City he played for Oxford and he was yeah. there when we when he played for Oxford. Yeah. But um, I suppose if you were to take, well, I, I guess Royce would be on everybody's list as somebody you could yeah. put in a long-term partner at least for the next campaign for Shane Duffy. Um, who else would be into that team if you ha- if, if you're looking at gaps that we have to fill?
3: I feel I'm gonna have a very similar opinion to yourself, Alex. But we were talking would, about this
2: before we came on, yeah.
3: Yeah, but no, I I agree I agree with you with everything. that the midfielder, I think we have. Uh, we have enough like well, we need more defensive minded people. Obviously Rice can play as a holding midfielder as well.
2: As about the centre half, yeah.
3: But um I think if you we need and uh, we need someone if O'Dowda gets injured or whatever, we've got no attacking talent. I think um Liam Kelly is probably the best option to go in Yeah, straight yeah. away. I'd have um, to agree there. I think in inter- well in terms of goalkeepers we don't really have too many
2: young goalkeepers. No, uh, our under twenty one's keeper at the moment is Kieran O'Hara, who's just in United's you know, academy doing nothing. You yeah, know, he's sitting he's on his hands really. He's not, he's not
3: really going anywhere. So I feel like Rob Elliot is probably the best choice. Like if you want to put in a new keeper, but I reckon
2: Randolph's good for another campaign. But yeah, I'd, I'd say Randolph's yeah.
3: good for another one. Uh, and so forwards we'll was
2: there.
3: forwards. Well, obviously, we'd all like to see Sean McGuire.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, um, losing Murphy, obviously, now we it's like, you know, that's I, I think that was something that had to happen. Really, in, I, uh, I I think more no, would have been good for I, another. No, I think he's bad for the way we play because I want Martin O'Neill to start playing more positive football. Uh, I like uh good. Luck. Uh, but I know, <laughs> I, I, but the fact that he was put on again, I, I I did I think that if we start playing the same football, long balls, you know what, we, we we don't need to go into that. But if that happens in the next campaign and the young players aren't given the chance, and we go with players that are thirty plus. Mm. On a consistent basis, and our squad, squad age average is higher than most of the teams in Europe, as it is. Yeah. Um, if we continue to do that, Martin O'Neill won't last the next campaign because the fans will just get fed up with it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um. I think that. Um. I think it it really does speak volumes that you know. Straight away, when you're thinking of young Irish players who are up and coming, you know, under the age of like 23 or whatever,
2: there's not really, a lot, not there.
3: really yeah, a lot. Yeah, Sean Sean not
1: like under like 23. For me, for it, c- Sh- it again Sh- comes not. back to the point that they just don't get first-team opportunities in big leagues, mm. and so mm. they're not prominently known.
2: Well, then is it something that we should be looking more at our at our underage games? If yeah, and those, a, a, as Ireland I, fans. And, that, and, and, and that's
1: true. Yeah, maybe Martin O'Neill isn't neglecting his underage squads that are at his disposal mm. because there's obviously good footballers yeah. in there.
3: I was I was about to sorry Helen I was about to make the point that maybe that's Maybe a market to the League of Ireland could look into to provide the players for because if you the amount of young Irish players are over in England not getting any opportunities, hmm. obviously so the many. lower down the leagues, the more the more opportunities you'll get, but it's not,
0: yeah, still not glamorous.
3: It's still not glamorous. Whereas, at least if you're going over to the League of Ireland, more and more English clubs are looking at the League of Ireland now. You see the likes of Preston. Um, Brentford. And Brentford. So what what level is the league?
1: Of, what level is the league of Ireland at, though? Like compared to the English game? Like what? Like if you were to replace an English division with the league of Ireland, what standard is that? I mean, it have depends on. Like,
0: al- have come across and the I would say it is similar. a
1: League One, League Two standard. Not for in me. terms of facilities and money. No, no. no but in no. terms so of Italian talent, it's not even the quality even, you know, of no, Oh no! Well obviously yeah. not. Yeah. Quality here. of
2: players. Um, the better Irish players. If you were to make like a league of Ireland select eleven, if you will, they could probably be competitive in League 1
1: yeah yeah, yeah. I would say for the that's most fair, part the standard is conference slash League 2 but the, the better part. players
2: of course in the same way that the better players in League 1 will will stand out and the better players in League 2 will stand out
1: you know? yeah but that's not even a bad standard because you look at these teams and when it comes to the FA Cup they can take on the big boys on their day, you um, know, they, c- they can give them a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. not like like versus, everybody has this yeah. assumption oh, that you know, oh, five star on FIFA versus half a star on FIFA, it's gonna be eight nil or something like yeah, that. You yeah. know, it's just a stupid mindset to you have. I know,
2: and and it does happen. I mean, we saw Swansea and Lost County, but at it, the other it, on the other end, you know, players you know, who can go over and prove themselves in those leagues, or players who come up through those leagues as Irish players, like O'Doude, because he came from Oxford. Mm. Um, yeah. you know, it, it's it's a good route in there. Of course, it is. They have to be playing football but you know it's a case where if you're looking at lads I gave the example of Ryan Manning I'm going to look at his QPR teammate on Shadipo who has had a reasonably decent under 21 uh, Irish underage career in general I was down to the under 21's game qualifier against I believe it was Kosovo uh, we won one 0 he scored the winner he ran the game uh, he's hard, if Ryan Manning's struggling to get a look in in QPR and he's kind of in and out with the team a little bit Shadipo's hardly got a look in in terms of the first team but is he He could be like an example of a player that you could pluck and say right you're doing well in our underage setup we've brought in this this fella um, Rude Docker or Decker I don't remember the name and I should because I, when I was doing my coaching stuff it was all about him so I should remember his name but we, we've brought in this guy who's going to make all our underage teams play in the same manner give Martin O'Neill a platform or whoever's Ireland manager a platform to say here's these players who were brought up in this way
0: play like this play like
2: this and you can pick them and bring them into your team and yet we're still kind of talking Mm -hmm. about about the club form of the individual now on one sense the club form of Liam Kelly may be what makes him stand out more than another young Irish midfielder. take Harry Chorsley for example someone who's been playing in the under 21s at Everton doing well now he's gone out on loan at Bolton if he does really well at Bolton all of a sudden does everybody clamour for Harry Chorsley to come into the team even if he's not necessarily better than he was at the start of the season you know so there's something that we should be looking more at is the the underage kind of stuff you
1: know But the, the thing is a lot of the time the underage levels are bypassed by players who at a very young age are exceptionally
0: talented that's true as mm, well yeah. yeah let's not forget oh, so, so,
1: often, like, so often your players don't even come from there You don't, they don't even ever play for the under 21s they yeah. just go straight into the senior squad
2: well then could you take Declan Royce and throw him straight into the senior squad
1: I would yeah but like more often than not I feel that doesn't appear to happen so, and that's what like so many Irish players when they make their international debut or like 20 like senior mm-hmm. debut or like 27, 28 it's been years since they played with the under 21s
2: so then could we be possibly looking at a generation in 10 years where you've got say well maybe not 10 15 I'll say where you've got Declan Royce Ryan Manning Liam Kelly Shawny e. McGuire all retiring and maybe others I don't know like um, Benny if he plays for Ireland um, Warren O'Hara who's gone over to um, to Brighton if they all come in, don't get their chance till they're older, retire. Could we all be having the same conversation again? It'd be like I
3: think it's
1: Groundhog Day. You know?
0: Yeah, I think it's Day. Uh, it, that's, that's, it,
1: I'm sure there. Ten years ago, people were having this conversation about More than like about a, young players who were young players who were young ten years ago. Yeah. Anthony Stokes, <laughs> <laughs> maybe.
3: Yeah, well, myself and Alex were just before we came on air. We did we did the thing where we were trying to
2: guess the last starting eleven who play against Northern Ireland. I was shocked at some of the caps, especially yeah. because one of them, Keith Tracy, used to play for St Patrick's. So I should have got him, and I didn't. But um, there's yeah. a, good, a couple of examples of you uh, know,
3: for example, like Damien Delaney started that, started that match. I completely forgot he played for Ireland. Kevin Foley started that match.
2: Wolves. Yeah. Reason Keith, well,
3: Keith Andrews was there. Shay Given, <laughs> Paul McShane, Keith Andrews, Stephen yes. Ward, Seamus Coleman was actually starting the start of eleven at that stage. One of his earlier caps
1: might have been his first, 2011.
0: 2011. 5 0 in the Aviva Cup. Damien
1: Delaney played in 2011. Christ. Oh, it was in the Nations Cup, wasn't it? Yeah,
2: Uh, Yeah, yeah. We beat them 5 0
3: and Simon Cox started up front alongside Robbie Keane remember Simon <laughs> Cox yeah.
1: and Connor Salmon that
2: one, do you remember
3: does, does,
1: does that one the Wigan warrior Connor Salmon
2: does one banger that Simon Cox scored for Nottingham Forest around about that time might have been a little bit later so, yeah, he banged in like this amazing Pappy Cisse-esque volley from about 25 yards I remember waking up and watching it like that's it like get Keane out of the team this is the future
1: so Anthony Stokes and Simon Cox like, just like Pappy Cisse was the future was he ah you because never was, well I
3: mean the future for half a season yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: hey you know that's
2: the way history's gone maybe Chelsea signed the wrong um, Senegalese uh, striker
3: no Lugas. no they didn't
1: have you seen his form in the past two years oh my god past
3: like three four years
1: yeah. have you seen his form since he scored that goal <laughs> <laughs>
2: pretty much so um, I guess has anybody to f- I suppose wrap up on Wes with maybe his most ardent of fans has anybody read uh, the Eamon Dunphy piece on uh, Wes's retirement oh, no. I've read the entire thing but uh, no
0: quotes <laughs> I haven't I, I've seen a headline now, but I haven't read into it but I'm sure it's pure gold um, it has to go
1: on that wall over there yeah. in a frame I suppose Um,
2: I, I will try and pick out the better quotes but we've heard them all before you know street footballer, uh, set, street footballer same skill set as Lionel Messi uh, <laughs> little wriggle of the hips and he's gone you know yeah same One.
1: skill set as Lionel Messi. Uh,
2: yeah, uh, the exact quote left, is, left, left, left. I'm not suggesting he was as good as Lionel Messi, but the same skill no, set.
0: No, he's, like he's like, you know, if you see, like, he's like Freeway Cola, and Messi is Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's similar enough. That is brilliant. But that it's, like, that, but like that is literally They brand literally themselves personal. the same, but, it's, but they're not, like, and they never will be. If I just said We've that, We've got that
1: the item,
2: Freeway Messi we've
1: the got the freeway, the co- freeway that, that's, that's Messi Wes Hoolan put it on his gravestone
3: that's going to be an action replay intro for years <laughs>
2: <time>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to get that's, that's t-shirts that's merch right there <laughs> yeah.
1: just, we, just right. Wes Hoolan <laughs> on, on, on a can of freeway, freeway cola. Cola, yeah. <laughs> an official uh,
2: brand ambassador for freeway Code. That,
0: that is a good way of like comparing them realistically I, like it I, is, like I can yeah. see what Eamon Duffy's
1: trying to say they're the he's, same yeah. thing but he's just not as good
0: he's similar to Messi in the way he plays yeah not yeah. position so but it's is style. like Mo Salah like Pepsi, like Pepsi then is that what you're saying yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah i didn't say yeah. not say Pepsi I'd say he's like Pepsi Max yeah. you know? <laughs> no sugar I'm actually drinking Pepsi Max right now Pepsi so Max is
1: nicer than Pepsi ladies and gentlemen just for that's,
0: that's a, I, a fair I'll back point that, that is a fair point yeah, yeah. I prefer yeah. Pepsi Max
2: mm-hmm. although I might just be preferring it because that's your gimmick that you drink Pepsi Max
3: so. it is my
0: gimmick yeah but um, I suppose that that's the best way to conclude our, um, <laughs> <laughs> our
3: I suppose we can move on to a bit of to a bit of six nations yeah
2: and then um, the Ireland side to play Italy has come out um, the one that I supposed everyone will be talking about was Jordan Larmer he is in the squad he's not starting we've gone with the same back five much to I guess Billy Keenan's chagrin because Rob Kearney's still in there full back no,
0: Billy Keenan won't mind Rob Kearney he's actually kind of turned it's a bit of a face turn on Billy's part yeah
3: Billy, uh, Billy, only, might, Billy only doesn't like Rob Kearney when he's injured and he's, yeah when he he's coming is, in and out he is fit
0: at the moment yeah so. So yeah, I think Billy's pretty happy about it. We've that. made
2: four changes in the forwards um, Jack McGrime for Keane Healy um, We have Devon Toner Coming in for James Ryan Who is out of the 23 altogether um, Surprising da- well, We're going to come on to that uh, yeah. Dan Levy in for Josh van der Fleer Which is obviously an enforced change Due to his yeah. unfortunate injury And Jack Conan in LA for CJ Stander I guess just to give him a rest Because it's Italy um, Yeah,
1: very James surprised. Ryan. Very surprised to see Actually Stockdale in there He was terrible
2: yeah, I
0: thought yeah, they, yeah, I thought yeah, they
3: might have gone with Conway over Stockdale. Yeah, I, I was
0: actually calling on actually playing Monday for Conway to start, but yeah. um, it wasn't a game
2: for Ireland. I think it was maybe what really it, shine though was I mean it was very yeah. much a you know a very it could have been though. I think
1: what what uh, what Joe Smith is attempting to do here is just to <laughs> give, so they've
2: they've seen yeah. our styles of football, don't they? There's, just, actually just do it. Yeah. There's
0: actually a video of two of them sitting together, and I'd love to see. it. I've never watched it. Two of them talking tactics, and all. I'm not even messing.
2: Like this is I remember I saw a comment actually on the Ireland I, yeah. I saw a comment on the Iron Wales game afterwards uh, on Twitter and he was like that was like watching us playing at Euro 88 we were just hoofing <laughs> the ball so much
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah with, mean, our, with our freeway cola football <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah so surprised to see James Ryan out of the 20 I oh, mean, of the
1: 23
3: I think that's more of a, a good sign than anything else I think that's, that's true I think that's Joe Schmidt saying this is the future we want to save him for Italy we want to play him against Wales Mm.
0: and you know it could be yeah or it could be just like a small niggle as well let's not forget it is rugby at the end of the day it's hard to play it's hard to a game just a week later. It that is true, yeah. It could
3: also be he's trying to get you know that little experience, that little mix of experience yeah. and and inexperience, as opposed to
0: like um, getting mm. new blood into the team. Because let's not either. forget Devon Townley did come in last week and he did put in a shift and then he massive forty one phases. Yeah, he did. and actually in
2: in that back row, of course, we've got Levy and Conan who don't have the same level of caps as standard would have. So cutting in somebody, yeah, maybe um it's just a balance the experience yeah so bringing yeah. in Devon Toner kind of if you have like two sort of more inexperienced players like Van der yeah. Fleer and um, uh, or
3: Levy and Conan
2: yeah that's what I mean like you have Van der Fleer and Ryan the first time round yeah, and you've yeah. got Levy and Conan the second time round with Toner playing ahead of them
3: yeah uh, no it, it, it makes sense it makes sense in my head I, I'm a bit surprised that we kept the same back five yeah. Well, like the yeah, the, um, very too. the the
0: uh, like mm. Sexton and Murray are going to be that's the partnership. That's, the that, partnership that's
1: it. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised Sexton started. To be honest, I, Oh I, no, not at all. Italy proved at times against England that they can they can play some rugby. Um, so Sexton's yeah. going to be there for if it's we get embroiled in a in, in a in a fight, you mm. know, he's going to be there just to make sure we get those kicks. And I think if we're leading comfortably, he'll come off.
2: He'll come off and let yeah. Joey Carberry have a run. Glad,
1: very glad to see Jordan Larmour. Um, yeah. in the replacements. In the replacements yeah. I feel, I feel Our yeah. Coca Cola player, <laughs> <laughs> as it were.
2: I, f- I feel. I
3: feel like Larmer will probably come on, maybe about 50-55 minutes for Rob Kearney or Jacob yeah. Stockdale, whichever one is doing worse mm.
1: at the time. Or better depends on if, on if he on wants the to yeah. keep them. For the next game yeah.
2: No, it's just it's Larmer and Carberry They're the and uh, Kieran Marmion.
0: I see. Yeah. yeah. Um, like
1: know, I, I expect idea. if Larmer comes on, looks like he's not nervous, and if if he impresses. You'll be straight into that starting 15 next, next time well, round.
3: What, what we need to remember on that point is the fact that Italy, Italy had a very good first half against England, but it all went down, down the drain in the second half. No, yeah, actually, that that's very unfair. That. It actually I mean, went all
1: down the drain off. after that forward pass. They had the forward pass, and the try was rule, ruled, out. ruled out. And, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. after that, that England point. took control. Yeah. But had they gotten that, Italy, they would have been. Within three of England, had they got the conversion? Yeah. Mm. So that could have that was the moment where the game changed was when and it was a four pass in infernus. Mm. Uh, that was when that was the cha- the turning point, I suppose. Yeah. I, re- and I really hope we don't have Nigel Owens again, do we? Uh, it doesn't f- f- say in RT's report, unfortunately. Um, he was horrendous against France. I, I horrendous. Don't, I don't think the ref gets announced
3: until until like the day of the match or whatever, or like maybe the day before the match. Is that really the case? I don't know.
1: Strange. I, I tell I, you I, what. I, I've, I've, I've never, I've never but seen um, a ref
3: be announced like on the same day that the squads are announced. But um, yeah, figures. on on that point, he, yeah, Nigel Nigel Owens didn't have the best get, and I've, I've obviously followed Brian O'Driscoll on Twitter. Brian O'Driscoll was very vocal, giving our yards to him on Twitter. He was. Yeah. Like, whatever about the HIA I, I get about the HIA
1: he's not he's he's not in a position to overrule a doctor on the HIA yeah, so that's I think true, that yeah. that wasn't what I would criticise him for he, he made a shocking call on a mid-air collision yeah, uh, that was, one, that was a I really bad decision and he was actually I know they've brought in this whole oh no back talk the referees, there's like a zero tolerance, zero tolerance but he was yeah, actually Rory simple. Best was simply trying to ask him some questions, yeah. and he was rude, like he was actually borderline dismissive. dismissive. Yeah. Like he, why, I don't understand why he couldn't have explained himself. He was actually saying, you know, figure it out for yourself. Yeah, I'm not here. You know, it was. Yeah. I, I think Nigel Owens thinks sometimes, you know, that his I'm, YouTube. I'm, his YouTube, video, his YouTube videos maybe get to his head sometimes you know? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like his ego is starting
3: to
2: overtake him bit, yeah,
1: yeah. I, it started off like oh it was funny this guy you know he's really really good at handling the players yeah, now yeah. it's gotten to the point where it's almost like he's forcing it and it's very annoying believe in the own hype almost they believe he's above yeah, the law yeah, now I mean,
0: essentially yeah. yeah and it's kind of it's surprising given like that's the whole stigma around rugby that like it's so respectful players respect the refs and there's never any bad calls really Yeah, because they have video assistance for such a long time now as well that mm. all the kinks are gone but you still have you still have stuff like this happening with the mid-air collision. So.
1: Yeah. And it's normally, he is normally, I think, um, and I know some friends who really like rugby would disagree with me, but I really do think that he is a good referee and mm, yeah. I remember um, the 2015 final that he, I think it was, or maybe it was the semi-final that he refs. That was okay. the final. It was the final, yeah. Was the final I, yeah. I remember just literally the most crisp game of rugby ever where the scrum was lovely, the breakdown was lovely, mm. you know, good rucks, good malls, Good everything, yeah. and that's a sign of a really good referee. Because r- the difference between rugby and football I- in terms of the officiating is that it's the referee's responsibility to keep the foul count down, yeah, not not the players, yeah. So, uh, so that's why they're actually probably get ju- just as much focus, or why why you get better performance out of them because they have a bad game, they will be dropped. Mm.
2: So one point I do want to bring it back to you is, is that when you brought up the issue of Larmer and saying that if he plays well off the bench he should go straight into the squad for um, mm. Wales he should is that too much of a no. risk considering no. you know we've got players like Conway who can also drop into that hole if say uh,
1: Kearney or Stockdale have another bad day no, he should play instead of Keith Earls for
0: me
3: that's a fair point I think if er- if Earls has a dodgy match against Italy and Larimer comes off the bench and plays a Stormer that is a, that is a possibility I don't
1: care if Keith Earls scores four tries against uh, Italy five tries against Italy Larimer is a better player and Keith Earls is known to be to go missing missing mm. for a long long time in games
0: uh, let's not forget that this is a Wales team who have starred very impressively that's one thing I was going to say and do we fear lingering in Joe Schmidt's head. He, there will be a slight bit of fear I know yeah, we're we, at home
2: do we fear Wales more after that um, performance against Scotland no I just, I just think oh, we no, fear
1: no, no. Scotland I think we fear Scotland less I don't think we fear Wales more we just uh, fear Scotland I would, I, less no, I would
3: fear Wales more because Wales were extremely injury hit and yeah you know, they're missing they half
1: their start, more than half of
2: their usual
3: yeah but you
1: look at that Scotland performance and sloppy doesn't even come close that's yeah, true. Yeah. It's true
3: yeah, yeah, but there has to be an offset in the way that Wales perform most better. No, okay,
1: okay well. fair enough. Wales are, you know, Warren Gatlin, whatever he did with the, you know, the he, lads, you know ripped the, up the, team, the, the, the team, lads, the lads that he did have, no, basically, he did a great job.
3: Basically, what happened was, um, this is kind of confirmed, like, um, there were 10 Scarlett players in the Wales starting 11, and basically Gatlin just said. Starting 11? Or starting <laughs> like, 11? I'm, to, I'm too used to talking football, anyway. Yeah, he told the them. Odds, to yeah, yeah, just be, play like yeah. Scotland. Basically, just play like Scotland, yeah, and that's what they did, and they tore Scotland apart. To yeah. So movies.
0: Scotland weren't anticipating that, in fairness. But yeah. um, uh, I think it's I think how we plan for the Wales game is entirely dependent on not not the Italy result, but it's Wales and England. Yeah, that's, that's true. The yeah. Mm. This yeah, yeah, that's the big one. If, that's if, if England point. come out now and tear Wales apart, Wales are back to square one. Yeah or vice it? versa and like they're there like for the picking Wales Wales off for us yeah, next exactly. weekend be, actually we should be
1: keep even. an eye on the France-Scotland game with you know keen eyes because in a situation where let's say Wales beat England and you know France beat Scotland France are right back in this because their yeah. points mm-hmm. difference is you know next to you know, next to zero like essentially So and Wales
0: are going to be coming to Dublin hungry mm. if they get that win over England, England. yeah yep. But well, that's a big, big if. It's in a big, big if.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. D- I think our game against Italy is academic. I don't think Joe Schmidt will base anything off of what happens against Italy because number one, mm. um, oh, name evades me, uh, the Italy coach, Connor uh, O'Shea, Conor O'Shea. Conor O'Shea, O'Shea yeah. yeah, it came to me just the last second there, uh, <laughs> we will we'll use tactics, as we saw against England last year and against uh, uh, there at the weekend, he will use tactics that are bizarre, strange, and out of the ordinary yeah. to try to get that Italy team into the game. And, mm. uh, um, we're just going to have to deal with that and Joe Schmidt I think knows that's coming so
0: yeah at least at least with um, with Italy we do have some kind of chance to prepare as Billy said last week it was a real kind of question as if how are Ireland going to play when they don't have any any kind of tactics to study for France yeah so that's I think that's why we were so poor against France whereas this time we might have some kind of game plan as to counter whatever Connor might show Joe Schmidt
2: so will it now? Will it be easier for, say, Scotland to work France out now when it comes down to the weekend? More than likely, yeah. Again.
0: Scotland will have a better idea as to what to expect. Ireland were just the ones to break it in. Yeah, break that French team in.
2: And um I suppose the last point before we move on um, from the rugby talk. Uh, do we, we envision Josh Fleer being a big miss to us, especially when it comes down to like the England game?
0: I, th- I think he was impressive. Like, and mm. I, to yeah. be honest, with him starting coming back off a lot of injuries later on in in uh, twenty seventeen. It showed Joe Smith's faith in uh, Josh Randall by starting him straight away, yeah, straight back into that yeah. team, and um, it was definitely with the viewpoint of um, going all the way to the England game potentially. Yeah, uh, so okay. yeah, we will mm. be hit by
3: it. Yeah, I, I also, I, um, it'll, 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 affect us, but I don't think it'll affect us that much because we have Jack Conan coming
0: in. We do, and he um, was impressed in November too. Still, still questions
1: November. as to whether, you know, somebody like Sean O'Brien will make it into this Six Nations. I don't, it? Will. Yeah, I I don't hip, think he will. Had, had a hip operation and. It's you know, it's not you looking like you, know, no so we're 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 you don't want too many Of your big players To get injured, to get injured Quickly now. because The players that are out mm. Doesn't look like They're coming yeah. back Anytime
3: soon even, even, even at that We still have A ridiculous strength That's about it Such oh.
2: as Ireland Strength That Dan Levy Came like straight in And didn't mm. really Notice yeah. too much Of a difference When he was and on the, the, the pitch That's is, true And the thing
3: is The thing is Conan's a natural Number 8 So you can play Conan, O'Mahony And Stander uh, At number 6 And it'll like that's Probably our best uh, back row at the moment. Yeah. So the, fitness like, wise, yeah. Fi- yeah, fitness wise. So the like the the different variations that can be played with this st- with this strength of that I don't think Van der Fleer will be missed. Like mm. say if Sexton was gone. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Of course.
2: He wouldn't be quiet on that level. but yeah. It was like taking say to, like, Robbie say, Henshaw the back. I'd, like I'd
3: say Van der Fleer would be missed slightly less than say if Jack McGrath Keane, Healy got injured because yeah. we have that strength and depth that we don't. Yeah. Not to like. He's a great player and he definitely deserves to be in the starting fifteen whenever he is fit. But we have the strength and depth there yeah. that you know we can afford to miss him.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So it on, we'll bring it to Gavin's corner in yeah. his Cavan jacket. <laughs> I actually Cavan actually
0: playing this Saturday. So can you do a Cavan accent for us, uh, Gavin? You do a Cavan now, so we yeah. are. Um, that was a horrible. That was really bad. <laughs> I'm <laughs> actually poor d- Cavan. Uh, that was yeah.
1: more akin to Swedish, but anyway. That was
0: a quarter of a Cavan accent, but um. Yeah I suppose just to start by, like We've got a lot of Jay Coming on obviously All the National Leagues In Hurling and football This weekend Well I yep. don't think Hurling I think Hurling have the weekend off But um, football wise Anyway um, Yeah Well actually The reason why Hurling have it off Is because it's the Hurling Semi-finals In the
2: club The club all Ireland's, Yeah Yeah
0: this Saturday in Your uh, boys Well in all of Dublin's boys In Turles All of Dublin's boys Literally <laughs> eight or nine Of the senior team Are in that cool <laughs> They are and um, yeah, for well, I suppose the first game there is the first semi-final, the Pearshick against Neal. It's um, it's two teams, two of the best hurling teams in the country, really. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we all know about Neal, they're, they're one of the best, clu- they they d- the best club. They are the best club. The best Ireland. club in Ireland. You know, when it comes to their women's teams, even their senior football team as well, like mm-hmm. they're they're all conquering from just a small parish in a, in Derry. In Derry, it's Derry it's yeah. But um, I think they're gonna have a tough test test against the Piercyk with a lot of them with a lot of Limerick players in that the team. Mm. Um, I can only see should going through to be honest and they're more than likely going to set up a, s- a final with Kula who are playing Liam Mellows mm. of the West I believe but um, the, c- the Kula West. team the strength and depth with so many inter-county players in every line of the field yes Gavin the West that ambiguous area the, <laughs> the West over yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: they're over there somewhere I've heard yeah. of it yeah. it's all the same <laughs> but um,
0: <laughs>
1: to
2: hell or to the West
0: yeah like like, if you look at that cooler, cooler team, you've got... You've like got Dublin you quality in every you've single got line. Dublin Dublin quality in every single line, whether that be midfield, whether that be, like, you know, like you have O'Sheen Goff, you have Keane Keen, Keen O'Callaghan, Keen O'Callaghan, you have Sean Moran, you have De, uh, Sean Tracy, David Tracy, Darrell O'Connell, I could keep talking, you know. You could. And then, obviously, the the as well. The as well, is what I was going to say. And big Conor Callahan up front, mm. probably one of the best hurlers in Ireland who doesn't even play into county hurling. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so I the club action I can see I can see Kieland and Pierce uh, playing well, but of course they're both going to be probably competitive games, and I'm really looking forward to watching them. I think they're going to be on TG Carr, they are There, TGK, yeah, yeah. Uh, later on in the day, moving to football, um, I'm a bit biased, but uh, Dublin host Donegal. Yes, they do at seven o'clock. On well,
3: that's going to go well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, look, look. I Good
1: second half performance from Dublin that day. After Tyrone really put it up
3: I'm, to them. I'm just going to say now Congratulations on the two points. <laughs> I, know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be so sure mm. like Because the way Donegal
0: Duny- yep. are performing In the first two games I know they have two losses They have no points On the board they're, But let's
3: two, not two, forget two losses by one point they're By really, yeah. one point They're, yeah, they're, they're turning they're
2: into they're Something close. of a Glorious yeah. loser They're like a, a same in The same with Antrim the Hurling Where yeah. they really yeah. are Really are going yeah. for it And it's and just I would, I would say developing. I would say
3: that you know Donegal have history Of coming up to Dublin Being complete underdogs And then wiping them uh, off the he says yeah, with a massive, beaming smile on his face. I have <laughs> to get it in because it's all I have at this stage. Yeah, no, um, um I, no, I, I, I just, I just think the way that you yeah. like swept away Tyrone Okay, Tyrone have been pretty poor, and I'd say given that whenever we come yeah. around, there's a good chance we'll beat them as well. Yeah, swept I swept
2: away is Turon. a bit well. And uh, to be to be fair, oh I no, think I
3: swet, no, swept swept away is literally there was a flood, but yeah, like it was, it was like the um, it was it used comfortable. Against
0: Tyrone. Yeah, I will get to that later on. There was a point where it was day. questionable, but um, yeah. but of course Tyrone played into Dublin's hands there, but I won't get into that now. Um, Dublin Donegal has always been a good game in the league. Last year was a draw. Um, Donegal off- often come to Crow Park with a good game plan, and they do frustrate Dublin because mm. I think in recent years it's, been, it's only been one or two yeah, point victories. This, this, this is a, di- this this is a com- different Donegal. Completely different Donegal. Exactly. And it
3: could be the fact that two attacking teams. Mm. Going against each other, and the better attacking team will come out on top. I'd say yeah. quite comfortably. I'd say it could be six, seven points. How
2: confident are you in this overall transition period? For I am. Diego? I'm
3: getting. I'm. I am <coughs> quite confident because
1: I'm sure your eyesight is confident because I you know your eyes no longer have to bleed looking at the blanket defence. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, like. Jim Jim McGuinness that, that was that was a lovely like two or three years that we had and it's there gone it's absolutely
1: over. nothing lovely about that but anyway for us it
3: was and we need to we need we need to put it behind us but the yeah, you're biased the way when you have them. it's like totally pointless the know? way the <laughs> way we're going forward now I think is a lot better and a lot more suited to the future I think Joe
1: Brody won't be having an aneurysm on live television about it at least.
3: especially with the players we have the likes of like Ryan McHugh who's yeah. lightning mm-hmm. quick and just turn on a dime like that yeah. you know he's yeah look. But yeah, I, in, and and f- also the fact that our midfield, like Jason McGee, is is coming to midfield now. He's only going to f- get better. This he's only going to get better. frees up Michael Murphy to play his natural yeah. position now yeah. instead of being just like the um like every position <laughs> all over the pitch one thing yeah. I do
0: want to add about that like you were saying about midfield is they're actually completely refreshing midfield now obviously Jason Miggy is going to get better Yeah, his performance is only going to get more we, consistent
3: we got and you've,
0: you've poached uh, St Vincent's mainstay in yeah. midfield son of Brian Mullins Nate Mullins yeah. mm. uh, who is who is a solid player but um, he can definitely fit into that Donegal team you've got Aaron McNeilish coming back obviously Leo McLoon as well returning to that panel Yeah, it's Padme just going to so solidify uh, defence too
3: Paddy is still ridiculously young yeah, as well, even oh. though he's been around. Uh, right. his, <coughs> brother, his
0: brother Stephen as well, former minor star. That day in 2014, yeah. when Donegal beat Dublin, he actually ripped Dublin apart in the minor game, I believe. Yeah, oh. I know. I know. There's um,
3: uh, there's one guy actually who went to school with Stephen McMenamin. He's coming back
0: in yeah. the sort of halfback line now. Look, you've you've got like the I've never questioned the actual quality of players in Donegal. Yeah, I've yeah, only yeah. never questioned the, way, the they way they play. The way with they the play, tactics, yeah. Yeah. So so um, we've always so had
3: decent players, and it was it like you said, it was the tactics. Like we. Around it was around 2010 2011 when McGuinness came in mm. that we suddenly we started to have decent players, whatever, and that was just because of the tactical offsets. And we got well, found out, but it was, ki- yeah.
0: was kind of due to the tactics, it complemented the players. But yeah. well, let's not forget that in 2010, when Jim McGuinness did come in, mm. that was the year in which Donegal went all the way to an all iron final in under 21. They yeah. were actually beaten by Dublin thanks to uh, um, Michael Murphy. Mm. Missing uh, a penalty in the last minute, I think it was a one point victory for Dublin in the end. He hit the crossbar. Yeah, but and like there was a there was a there was a, s- there was a massive core of players like coming through at that time for oh. Jim McGuinness, and he just found a good system for them, and that's that's why it is. Yeah, and such now, such now, now now I
3: think it's no, I think it's it's a similar situation now. We're finding a system that fits the yeah. players, and mm. it's it's a better system in my eyes.
2: No, just no, I was gonna actually bring up a completely unrelated point to any of that. Just um, I <laughs> didn't obviously watch. GA. I even I obviously watched DA a lot at the time, but I'm gonna pose this to you. Was that final in Cavan?
0: It could well have been in Brephany Park. Because if it was yeah. in
2: Breffney Park, I was at it and it was the first Dublin game. I, I think it was actually the last Dublin game I've actually been at live.
0: It would have been spring twenty ten. Michael Murphy hit the crossbar last minute. Yeah, I think it was um, because
2: my a, a mate a friend of my mother's her son um was actually playing. Well he was on the bench yeah. for Dublin at the time, but we all went up to mm-hmm. um to Brefney Park to watch the game. So I it was like, that's actually the last time I've ever been live to a, a Dublin yeah. game. It's been seven years. And to be honest, you can probably w.
0: attribute that to the for both Donegal and Dublin To the awakening of a new generation Because a year later The core of that Under-21 team Won the All-Ireland for Dublin They did, And yeah. then the following year Two The core of that Under-21 team Won, won the All-Ireland th- 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 for Donegal, for Donegal. Exactly. So um, yeah I suppose just to move on from there um, Of course Ian you you suggested it might be 6-7 points I can Aye, see it being yeah. a tight game um, Donegal if they get if they get a good start You never know mm-hmm. but, um, uh, To stay on Saturday Just quickly mention My County Cavan are at home to Meath. Your county. In Division two. They had um they had a draw on the opening day, and they That's also alright. I think won last week. But so um, Cavan are going well, and they're definitely one of the favourites to come back up from Division two after a pretty impressive run last year in Division one. So it's actually very happy to see. Um, to stay with football, we move on to Sunday's action, and um, an interesting one is actually Galway at home to uh, Mayo this weekend. This weekend at two o'clock mm. in uh, Salt Hill. They do
1: not like each other.
0: They don't like each other. Mayo are looking for blood after uh, two two conic defeats in a row. And now Galway are in Division 1 and they've won their first two games. Of course, Donegal last week they beat. And um, I can't remember who they even beat first in the open. Tyrone. Day. Tyrone, sorry, yeah. yeah. Tyrone so, um, are
2: dropped down to the... Like they're in a relegation s- battle. Now, if right if
0: Galway get a result against Mayo here, and they're one of the favourites to go on and win Division 1. They, they I actually are, I are, yeah. This yeah. Was something
3: you talked about on Monday as well, is that you know it is always a good plan for you know a newly promoted team to have a crack at division 1. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. It'll, it'll set you up then. If Mayo do lose that game. You're already we're already are, are we already starting to look at another one of these, you know, a year that a year that starts off on in gear 1 and ends in gear 6 like. Yeah, more than likely
0: to be yeah. honest. But Mayo did have an open day victory over Monaghan. But uh, of course Kerry came up to Castlebar last weekend and it uh, didn't go as planned for Mayo. Mm. But um yeah, I like Galway are just the unknown like unknown quantity really in division one so far. They're they're backed by again a good under twenty one team. Yeah. That went to an all Ireland final last year against uh, Dublin. But um like I can I can see Galway going very well this year and like I know they're, I know Galway and Mayo will face in the opening round of Connacht this yeah. year. So and I would much like of this will, this will be a bit of a scouting kind of Exercise for both teams, I reckon.
2: How much of a um a psychological impact would the defeat to Kerry have had on the Mayo lads? Because it was not a, it was not a weak Mayo team that went out yeah, there and lost to essentially the Kerry under twenty threes, if you my will. Main
0: fear, like I, I feel like it might just kick back their preparation by a couple of weeks because it's very demotivating for Mayo, especially after the manner in which they beat Kerry in the All Ireland semi final. Yeah. For a, a completely different Kerry team with completely only like some Paul Gainey left in the team, realistically yeah.
2: wearing gold and all,
0: how dare they lose? Yeah. <laughs> With the best jersey in Ireland, man. That home is the best
2: jersey in Ireland. That gold home, away jersey. Their home,
0: their home jersey is gorgeous as well.
2: It's 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 pretty slick, yeah. But the away jersey, I am I, I actually saw there was a reasonably spirited debate on Twitter that evening about the merits of gold jerseys. Yeah. I'm I'm more on for all for it, and I know it's a bit of a convenient time with sponsors or whatever, but it's a fantastically gorgeous piece of kit yeah, in fairness to um, Paul Calvin and. The and in lads. fairness,
0: it was complemented with some equally gorgeous play because the the talent in Kerry right now is unbelievable. Yeah, they yeah. still are rough diamonds, albeit, but like they're they're definitely what gaining what a bit of a bit of sharpness seeing, in this thing so far. seeing
3: their minor dominance come to, come to 400 fruition, 400 flowering
0: years worth of minor dominance coming through now. Yeah, but um, yeah, like look, I i suppose to move on to Kerry as well. Um, yeah, Kerry came with. It. Extremely young team, as we've seen in this league.
1: Yeah,
0: and it's so demotivating for Mayo because, like, they they have all they had all their mainstays on. You know, Aidan O'Shea was there. I know. I don't think any more was there. Killian O'Connor came on. Mm. Of course, uh, DC was there. But O'Connor was there. Paddy oh, yeah. uh, Patty and as Zachram, was yeah. like, you know, like they like like it was nearly a full Mayo team.
1: It almost was. Yeah. I've actually uh, Joe Brody, Joe Bradley was making the point in the column somewhere that um, he thinks Aidan O'Shea makes Mayo a worse team.
0: Yeah, this was one thing we brought up in actually action replay last week too. Thanks to uh, John Morley. John, John Morley, of course, is a Mayo man. He's a Mayo He's man. Balance Experts, but um, yeah, he reckons like Mayo is a better team with um with maybe him on the bench because he doesn't complement what Mayo should be, which is a fast running team with intelligent play. You know, like whenever they play, with actually a bit of you essentially use their heads yeah. and not just like give the ball to Aiden O'Shea and hope that he batters through five yeah. men. sticks his arse and six, six out and sticks arse over then. the bar his arse you know what yeah. I mean like, so like he duck arses his way to the goal like I said with Donnie like Mayo do have some great players and if they played the way they should and actually gave some of their young players a chance you'll see like I was saying to you Alex after the game after the Mayo game on Saturday yeah, that um, look Mayo are just too reluctant to change they're too reluctant to get this all Ireland that they're not willing to say right two or three years let's just knock the house down and let's build it again. Like I think I and heard
1: I think it was um, my dad that said to me he said if you put that Aiden O'Shea team in 2012 Donegal team Donegal would have literally wiped the floor with anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he was like literally the perfect player for them for them, yeah, for them, for them
0: not for yeah. Mayo. For Mayo but, that's the but thing but not for Mayo it's for the wrong yeah. county. And and one thing I want to say as well is that like the likes of like the likes of Aiden O'Shea as well has He's been so like you know, like he's been hyped so much to the point where now he's like a superstar. Yeah, sir. But he hasn't won an all Ireland medal, you know, like he's almost untouchable in his own county. And that's that's gonna work against Mayo in the long term. Same same deal with like maybe even killing killing O'Connor too. Mm. These aren't superstars, these haven't won all Irelands, you know what I mean? You can't no has an agent. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh my God! What for? No, all go. Ireland yeah. medals. <laughs> and I've heard, and I've heard many Mayo people say Charles that me arse me. movement. They're like, look, <laughs> they're like, look, they haven't won all Ireland medals. They shouldn't have agents and stuff. Like that. I, I get it. It's the modern, modern day and all that. But but like, there wow. has to
2: be a certain element yeah. of humility within the player. Like, I mean, you
1: know, uh, does he believe his own hype? Is he, denied yeah. Is he denied the Nigel? Is he The Nigel Owens of Mayo. <laughs>
0: look, if Dublin can drop Bernard Brogan, who's probably one of the best players in the last ten years, and he's willing to work for his jersey back, he's like, he's. He's been in and out of the team for the last two years, but mm-hmm. he's been he's been there since January each time. Look, if if Bernard Brogan can afford to be dropped, Aidan so O'Shea can, Aiden can afford O'Shea. to be dropped. James yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. um, But
2: I, but on the, on that point, actually, just before we move on from Mayo, um, can Aidan O'Shea afford to be dropped if they're so scared of the transition? Like, will this defeat from Kerry, and if they do lose to Galway as well? Yeah, surely that's got to be to kick up the arse then.
0: Uh, you think that, but every year kick this happens, arse. you know, like um, kick up at the duck arse. <laughs> I I just I'm just gonna wait until the summer and compare their team. So I'll look at their their start fifteen against Galway and I'll look at their start fifteen from 2013 and see if there's a difference. <laughs> and there probably won't be. That's, I just found it. I found it so
1: hilarious when they decided to play Edna O'Shea um, as a sweeper against Roscommon Yeah. And yeah. I, I just that was the moment I said they don't know what to do with him. Yeah. They have no idea how to use him. They think he's Kieran Donaghy and he's
0: just yeah. he's just not actually one point just like so I know we're talking about Mayo for a long time but, um, one <laughs> John, thing, John, I John was, why do you love I this re- yeah. I was actually reporting on uh, DCU and UCD in the Sigerson yesterday and I was actually so was sat- I I was sta- Alex <laughs> was too I was standing beside a Mayo man for the first half and um, we got talking about Mayo GA and he was telling me he, same thing about Aidan O'Shea as we've just mentioned as well he shouldn't be in the team like, as, as consistently as he is and oh, so yeah. reliant but um. He says that Mayo don't have an attacking plan, which once he said it, I, I thought about it for a second, and he's so right. Like people say, like, oh, Mayo don't have the forwards, but they do. They have like they have great attacking players, and a lot of them are defenders. They don't and have coaches. It's the not have, have sp- coaches yeah. is what he what you told me, and he went, and he ran through the whole Mayo Mayo uh, background team, and they're all like either midfielders, they're all defensive experts. There is no solid attacking plan. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of hit home in the last twenty four hours for me when I do think about Mayo. Well, when you I watch I that,
1: yeah, when you watch that qualifier against Cork last year, mm. that game was like literally free for all. Yeah, um, yeah, from an attacking sense, there was no structure. I remember yeah. at some point Andy Moran was literally out on the far right, like corner yeah. forward, and you're thinking, what's he doing out there? They're oh. they're
0: only really blessed just because Andy Moran has been so good in the last year. Without Andy Moran and attack, there's there's very there's little, very little to go by. Yeah. So um, I suppose Alex wants so to are,
2: Ireland, uh, are Mayo like the, like the Ireland going to mayo a international tournament Ireland. of um, Yeah, that's, that's actually a good G-A. way to look at it too. Yeah,
0: they are kind of, except just a little bit more successful. Are, yeah. kind of, more successful.
1: are Mayo freeway yeah. cola? Is that what we're going
2: to ask next? <laughs> no, Mayo are like um, Spar American cola. Oh
1: no, oh no. That's worse than freeway cola. Oh hey,
2: it is not. Spar American cola is like the best value you will find anywhere. Right. Except Mayo are Print that. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: you can, go on. <laughs> oh God. I suppose just to move on, lads. <laughs> we'll come back down to earth now, and um, I won't rob
2: d- Gavin's catch raises anymore. There
0: is another uh, two uh, two games in Division One, of course. Uh, Kildare host Tyrone, which is very interesting. Mm.
2: <laughs> Up Tyrone, um, yeah. Kildare, Tyrone needs to win so Kildare that. again. Are another
0: unknown quantity. They haven't been impressive as of yet. You know, they would have expected to. Pushed Dublin a lot more two weeks ago. Mm. Oh no, they did and reasonably
2: um, well in the for within the first 10 10-15 minutes. They the did, yeah, least. of course. But and um, then, then again, so did Tyrone, um, you know, Dublin's two wins have mm. seen a very I, similar pattern to the what two. What I was going to
0: bring out there is that I'd back Kildare, especially in Newbridge at home, to um to, to gain Tyrone. two points, yeah, because this is what this is the point that I wanted to get to about when you were saying about Tyrone, they were when I say they were bad, they were bad, they were like they kept with Dublin for the first forty five minutes. Mm and it was actually I think it was only a 1.2 point game when Niall Scully got sent off yeah but from there Tyrone are a man up you know like they're expected to gain all the possession now of course because that's what happens yeah and um, they did but moving forward they had no attacking plan not like nothing like forget about Mayo Tyrone have nothing now especially with the absence of Sean Cabana. yeah and um, like you've seen mm-hmm. Tiernan McCann pushing up field, Peter Hart like they're, they're great players but they, they just didn't know what to do you know like and um, they hit, I think they hit, I think it was seven wides after Noah Scully, all in a row. Well, they didn't I mean, score for another 15-20 minutes and Dublin had scored them 1-5 to 3 points in the final 25 minutes. With a man down. Oh, with a man down, of which Tyrone got the last two in the last couple of minutes when the game was already over.
1: Yeah. I mean, how often do we hear that Tyrone's game plan is not how to beat the opposition, it's how to stop the opposition. Yeah. So when they have 15 versus 14, they, they have no idea how to play on the front yeah. foot. They have no idea. They can't dominate it's, a game it because have it been like, It would have been like if Leicester... La- when they won the league had all the possession they yeah. wouldn't have they, they would They would then. have no idea what they're doing
0: yeah. and um, it's kind of sad to see because I do I like I, I've made my feelings about Tyrone in the last couple of years very clear I think they are like they could potentially be a very serious outfit yeah I was very scared of them going into the semi or the all Ireland uh, semi-final, it was the semi-final yeah. sorry but Mickey
1: Hart equals Tony Pulis
0: <laughs> Mickey Hart equals Arsene Wenger which is what I was going to get to yeah. he has stayed long enough to almost become the enemy now yeah. He is the villain. He's lived long enough he's now. Su- There's he's that too. too he's yeah. Too stubborn to change, and everybody's calling for. I even Joe Brodie before the Tyrone game wrote a brilliant piece, uh, criticizing, criticizing why Mickey Hart won't change. Yeah. I've I've drawn up like I I was really angry watching the highlights on Sunday again, <laughs> looking at that Tyrone team, and I drew up the players that they have like Peter Hart, Tiernan McCann, Matty Donnelly. You know, like even Sean, even, uh, uh, Column Kavanaugh as well as a holding player their attacking options are insane like Niall yeah. Sludden's a great player Darren McCurry Makalinski like they were scoring great points here, uh, against Dublin in the first half mm. from insane angles mainly because it's a bit of a it's a touch of uh, Peter Canavan I think it is it Peter Canavan sorry or um, I don't think I it's I, Peter Canavan no um, one of the one I can't I, I can't think of his name it's actually completely escaped me but it, I'll I'll hit myself now when I remember it but um, is it was a it's um one of their one of one of their star forwards over the last couple of years. Mulligan a few years ago. No, not Mulligan. Um, uh, go on, continue. Oh, anyway, you remember? Is you remember
3: O'Neill? O'Neill. Yes, yes, Stephen O'Neill, is Steve. No,
0: no. Anyway, okay, go goes. on. I'll, I'll edit that a little bit. <laughs> it's <a> confusion <laughs> for about two minutes. But um, yeah, basically they have a new attacking coach come in, and you can see it rubbing off. You know, like, and um, they were scoring some great like. Some brilliant points like mm. every Tyrone score that went in the first half, I was like, That's a great score. I'm not even angry.
2: All the individual skill coach in the world's gonna do nothing yeah. if there's no overarching tactical plan.
0: But basically if Tyrone brought in a brilliant running game with um, a similar a similar platform to what Donegal have done, they yeah. have they have the resources to definitely challenge. It's just a case of accepting that yeah, we don't need all these players in defence. I think Peter Hart's probably one of the best footballers in the country. Yeah, But he's just so misused, it's ridiculous. Um, I suppose just to move away from Tyrone, um, to finish Monaghan and Kerry. Monaghan, hosting Kerry. Monaghan again haven't had a great start. Um they weren't very impressive at all. Mm. But um beat Kildare and Newbridge though. They did, yeah. But um that's again a sub uh a yeah. below par, Kildare team and they are also beaten by Mayo, who haven't been great so far either. Uh but Kerry is the one I want to talk about with this. Um mm-hmm not so much about Kerry but so much about um, one thing that's been in the news lately as well I know it's been reported on a little bit is that um, David Clifford I know he's a great player and all but Kerry and also his college have run him down to the ground yeah already yeah and it's it's early February he picked three a games hand, in he a week and he, a hand, he picked up a hamstring injury, injury three yeah. games in a week 17 minutes or so into that Mayo game like he is a great talent and all but you got a question how how he's being managed and how some of these young stars are being managed I was like, even Dermot O'Connor highlighted himself how hard it is. Lads are being dragged everywhere. It's hard to get teams together. It's yeah. hard just to keep lads fit. Really. We had yeah, about
2: DIT incident as well, where right? yeah. so I,
3: I, w- I would argue that does 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 David Clifford have much of a choice in the matches that he gets to play?
0: Um, he does and he doesn't. Technically, he has the choice to play for Kerry or not. He can turn around and be like, no, I'm not playing this weekend. But yeah. that will hinder his chances to play for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And um, with college, it's a little bit more complicated as the DIT scandal came out. In terms of if you want to play for... You, if you want to prioritize intercounty, yeah, that's fine. Hmm. But you say to your college, look, I don't want to play this week because I want to play the weekend for my county. You're going to lose your scholarship. Yeah. That's which the is the case for David Clifford. David Clifford had to play for IT truly last week to help them qualify for a Sigerson quarterfinal, which is great. Hmm. Yeah. But then he played for his county the weekend and then we missed the Sigerson qu- quarterfinal and they were beaten by none other than DIT. <laughs> Funny enough, yeah. yeah, yeah Funny enough. It was yeah, but yeah. We
1: hear stories everywhere of, the, you know... Yeah. the it's not even with college as well you have to do the academic side of it as well and there's yeah, conflicts true. there so like I know of a young mm. uh, goalkeeper for the women's senior Dublin team Um, she's in Minute and she's only 18 like and she was uh, told basically that she couldn't go to uh, a compulsory lecture because she had to go to a compulsory you know, J match, Train, and, yeah. th- and then you know, then there's Dublin training that night. Then there's du- there's a match on the weekend. You know, it's yeah, crazy, yeah. like
0: oh, yeah. it's like crazy. There's, there's No chance for a life, even even without college as well. Like if you're just working mm-hmm. too, we've seen with Jamie Barron, of course, in the last couple of weeks, mm. who's ha- who's had to move into a teaching role just to facilitate his inter county hurling career. Yeah. yeah, so it's 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 it's, all, it's only because the game is amateur really why these problems are there. Like it's it's a professional game played at amateur level, if you yeah. know what I mean. All the all the pressures of training full time of Playing matches, of course, they're combined with working with college, with and like all the responsibilities of life, which is but which is a luxury what professional footballers and other professional athletes get, but GA stars don't. Well, some w- GA stars
2: without scrapping <coughs> one or other of the pre season competitions, the leagues, or the college competitions. How mm. exactly do you get around this issue?
1: Start it's, paying the players, I guess.
2: To, well, no, because they still have to pay for their college keeper scholarship. It's going. next to impossible. You, you should still, the players should still be going to college, regardless of whether or not they're working. They need. That's true. The that's I feel, true. I feel like the. I feel like the, the. At
3: the moment, the most practical solution would be that you know the inter-county teams might understand. You know, they want to keep their best players fit, and if that means that they can't play them every single game, they can't play them every single game. They need to realize that it's only the league. You know the the players. The players, if they're only playing for the college or whatever, they'll be fit. Yeah. for the championship which is when they're really needed so I yeah. think that's the most practical way to do it at the moment
0: Look I think the only problem is just the lack of communication between managers whether that be club managers under 21 managers college managers and County And
2: you see the issue across sports as well it's not just in, in, yeah, yeah, in football yeah, yeah. It's
0: just because G like they like the pressure of yeah, yeah, working in college for GA but um, I suppose that's enough to wrap up. Uh, we didn't even get the preview to preview the Kerry game, but um, um, you know, I, I suppose we'll touch start. on
2: that on Thursday. But that's all we've got time for, um, because the computer has a lot of uh, has a very low memory, so we have to keep this very tight to an hour. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, catch us on Action Replay Thursday six on DCU FM. And for Ian, Gavin, and Luke, uh, I've been Alex. Thanks very much for listening.
1: Huland to swing it
3: over the top. Hendrick is there. Hendrick back in danger
1: zone. It's there there? It's John O'Shea on his 100th international who brings out at level in the final
2: minute of additional time. And this is a most magnificent Into the penalty area.
3: Determined, and he's kept it in play, and he's got the
1: cross in, and a chance here, McLean. He's done it again.